Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. World Baseball Classic episode, Jack, Peter, Just Baseball Show. Today is Tuesday, March 7th, and with World Baseball Classic's Pool A getting underway in Taiwan tomorrow, might as well talk about it. That is not the pool that features the U.S. or the Dominican Republic or Japan. But you know what? We got people fighting for a world championship, which is really cool. Peter's betting preview for the World Baseball Classic has been out for a couple days we're going to dive into the first meaningful baseball that we get in 2023. You excited? Yeah, and I think it's some of the best baseball that we're going to see all year. And I think one of the more interesting subplots of the World Baseball Classic is, you know, a lot of these guys are playing real baseball. It's going to feel like a playoff atmosphere, but they're not going to have to deal with the same rules. The pitch clock is a big one, right? I wonder how Francisco Lindor or Mike Trout or any of the pitchers on any of these World Baseball Classic teams, how they're going to feel playing playoff atmosphere type baseball without those rules and then transitioning with just a few weeks, maybe a week or so back to the rules of MLB baseball. I wonder if it's going to help, if it's going to hurt, but the World Baseball Classic in itself is an incredibly exciting tournament. Do you think it's going to help or hurt? I do don't think it's going to be that much of an issue. I almost had the thought of, I wonder if it's going to help the hitters a little bit more than maybe the pitchers, because I think spring training is one thing. Like we see Miguel Vargas, his doctor hasn't cleared him to swing. So he's just tracking pitches right now. But I wonder if some of the big time hitters, especially in the Team USA lineup and in other lineups, they're going to get a head start on the season, right? When some guys, it takes a little while to get going. I think it could actually help them transition from real baseball again to real baseball instead of just kind of messing around in spring training. Yeah. Are you worried about the stress that it'll put on the pitchers? Because obviously these pitch counts will be limited. Um, and, and that's a conversation that we got to get to when we get to the quarters, the semis and the championship, like how many innings are these starting pitchers going to throw and things like that, assuming they'd be throwing an identical workload to that of if they were in spring training. Um, are you worried about the stressful high leverage moments for these guys so early on in the season or no? I'm worried for some, yeah, some pitchers, right? We're going to talk about the Team USA roster in a little bit. Like, I'm worried about a Clayton Kershaw and Adam Wainwright. Well, Kershaw's Lan- not on it, man. Oh, Kershaw's not on it. Never mind that. Like an Adam Wainwright, a Lance yeah. Lynn, 
Guys like that, just older pitchers, maybe even like a Jose Quintana. I'm not even sure if he's pitching, but like guys like that, I'm a little bit worried about, but the younger guys like a Christian Javier pitching or even a Sandy, not as much, but for the older guys, it's definitely something to watch. Yeah, I feel actually better about the older guys Hmm. knowing that, you know, they like they can leave it all out there for the most part because they may be in the twilight of their careers like Adam Wainwright. We're not going to see half ass Adam Wainwright, right? You're talking about in the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, we're going to see full bore Adam Wainwright. Like that's trying to go win. How many more bullets does Adam Wainwright have? I don't know. And we, and he may run out during the World Baseball Classic, but we shall see. Uh, we're going to walk through each pool. We're going to pick a winner and a runner-up in each pool, and then we're going to mm-hmm. fill out the bracket and crown a champion. We'll have Aram do that uh, probably on tomorrow's episode. Have you bought Girl Scout cookies yet this year? No. No one's come to my door, but I'd love to if anyone is uh, – any listeners of the Just Baseball show has a Girl Scout member in their family – on what, Lower East Side? I was about to drop my address. Probably shouldn't drop my address. No, don't drop your address. How about the neighborhood? Because you can walk to them. Yeah. Are you Lower East Side? No, I'm uh, Gramercy. So it's like 25th. Okay. So if anybody is in the Gramercy vicinity that sells Girl Scout cookies, DM, DM. Peter on Twitter. Have you? Uh, inflation's a bitch, dude. How much <laughs> do you think a box of Girl Scout cookies was going for? I just bought two in Indy. I'm going to guess a box of Girl Scout cookies is about 10 bucks. No, those may be New York prices. I thought six was steep. No, I mean, that's, you know, you're supporting more than just the cookies. It's not like you go to a Trader Joe's, which we both love, and just get a box of cookies. You're supporting something more. It should be that much. I'm kind of supporting the cookies. (laughs) I I obviously know what, what else we're supporting, but like Thin Mints in the freezer. Granted, small price to pay for the enjoyment that I get from Thin Mints in the freezer, but... I don't know. Six felt like a lot. So I'm so I'm Samoa over Thin Mint, no doubt. You're crazy. I'm Samoas are so tight. good. The coconut. Ugh. Um. Okay. Couple spring training overreactions. Okay. Julio Arias is finally going to get over the hump and win a Cy Young. Yeah. And Kodai Senga looked freaking nasty. Yeah, I know he allowed a home run, but he was up to 99. A lot of spin. A lot of spin on that breaker too. His stuff looked really, really good in his first bout, which is cool because I did a World Baseball Classic preview with Tucker Davidson um, on the new podcast on the Just Baseball Network. If you guys want to go check it out, the link to the first episode is in the episode description. Again, you can kind of hear the World Baseball Classic from a player's perspective, right? Guy like Luis Renjifo, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, all of these guys are playing in the World Baseball Classic, and he has that firsthand insight to talk to them, see how they're feeling. A guy like Patrick Sandoval on his pitching staff for Team Mexico, stuff like that. Really interesting episode. But what he was saying about Japanese-born pitchers is that, at least from a player's perspective, it is expected for pitchers especially to struggle when they first get here. We know it because the ball is is different, like that splitter that um, a guy we're going to talk about, Yamamoto, on Team Japan. Like he's throwing 91-mile-hour splitters in the MPB. May but- turn into 88. It may turn into 88 and the loss of stuff a little bit is different. And it's, he was talking about the ball in major league baseball. It's like a cue ball. It's really tough to grip well, on the MPB. Not so much. So <clears throat> basically the main point is don't expect Kodai Sanga to put up NPB numbers. But with that said, his first real innings in spring training looked great. So that's a great sign for Mets fans. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we've got Urias and Kodai Senga knocked out. 
Last one. Nick Lodolo, three scoreless, two hits, four punch outs, one walk. Lodolo, I, it's not like a take. It's not an overreaction to say that Lodolo is better than Hunter Green at this point because I think that we've been uh, kind of in that mold um, that Lodolo is better than Hunter Green. But I think Lodolo can can take a serious jump this year. Maybe we're getting an all-star season from Nick Lodolo. Yeah, I think Nick There's Lodolo. Yeah, I think Nick Lodolo is a better pitcher yes. than Hunter Green, but I like Hunter Green's stuff a little bit more because he's a hundred with the breaker. I think Hunter Green can put up maybe more dominant performances, but I think we'll look back in 10 years and say, yeah, Nick Lodolo was the better pitcher. But regardless, like Cincinnati is set up in the rotation. Like we haven't even talked about Grant Ash Graham Ashcraft yet. No, man. I mean, you got Ashcraft, you got Williamson, who who looks decent at the start of spring. Um, so could be fun. Could be really fun. But let's get into the World Baseball Classic here. My let's, last one. My yes. last one. Jared Sorry. Kelnick. Jared Kelnick. Kelnick yeah, over the I, I was going to Kelnick. Yeah. Fourth home run of spring training. If he is 80% of what people thought he would be, the Mariners are going to be dangerous. And he looks like he's doing that right now. Yeah, uh, I I love that you mentioned Kelnick because like, for some reason I really wanted to move off and and go to the World Baseball Classic, but I appreciate that you stopped us um, because that was an easy four seventy that that he hit that ball. Maybe more. I oh, it a was rocket. off Devin Williams off Devin Williams, not just some bum from Northeastern like a the freaking rocket. Red Sox are playing. It was a rocket. And off Devin Williams that. fastball, like 96 on the outer part of the plate. He did a freaking center and it was way gone. And you mentioned fourth homer of the spring for Kelnick. And we're only eight or nine games in Kelnick's probably only played what five games or so. So man, I, if he's right, we're, <laughs> you just heard the outfield episode. We just released outfield on, on Monday and Seattle's fifth kind of, discrediting Kelnick because, hey, that's like the sample that we have, right? Kelnick, not a good Major League Baseball player to this point. But if he does improve, and again, he's 80% of that potential this year, that's a top three outfield in baseball, maybe top two. Some really cool insight I was listening to on MLB Network. Uh, there was a Mariners beat reporter who was talking was about – Divish. I couldn't tell you. Does, ah. Wasn't remember. Writing while listening. Um, but – I'm hearing this guy speak about Jared Kelnick's mental and that it was a mental adjustment for him going into this season because his issue has been he's pressing too much about results and it's getting into his head. But Kelnick, what he needs to focus on is pitch by pitch. So there was one specific spring training game where he came away and said, I won every pitch today, which is so important. Simplifying the game down to a pitch-by-pitch pitch basis, like win each pitch, not even win each at-bat, win each pitch has been helping him a lot, says Kelnick. And if it's just that mental little twist there, we know the talent. If it's been all mental and that's going away, he could burst onto the scene and be exactly what we thought without really any downtime, if that makes sense, like without a slow start. He might just hit the ground running and become one of the better outfielders in the American League like we always thought he could be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not wrong, but like the counterpoint is he hasn't shown us that at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just saying what could happen based on what we've seen in spring training. And it's not just, you know, he made a minor swing adjustment or something like mentally making that fix 
seems super impactful. Like we know that, you know, that quote from Yogi Berra, like, what is it? The game is 80% game is, physical, uh, half is mental, or what is that quote? It's 90% mental and the other yeah, half the, is physical, I want to say. Something like that. But, I mean, that the 90%, like, this is a mental game. This is 162, seven months, 162 games over, like, 180 days. If your mental is right and that was what was throwing you off, it's an exciting time for Mariners fans because – Left field is really the only hole. You could make fun of J.B. Crawford all you want, and sure. I would laugh along with you, yeah. but that's not a hole. It's not a dark, like, black hole in the lineup. Right. If Kelnick is... If Kelnick is Taylor Ward next year, if Kelnick is Taylor Ward, 23 home runs, gets on base, plays good defense, it's a really good player. Yeah, and and they're not going to win the AL West because I think even if Kelnick is Taylor Ward, they're not better than Houston. But they're a wild card team that could very well make it out of the wild card series and make it out of the ALDS and keep on going. And they were a couple hits away from beating the Astros, and then they might beat the Yankees in that series. And then maybe we're talking about a Mariners World Series in 2022 instead of the Astros. So that's why I'm really excited for this year. They were a Robbie Ray pitching change away from making this thing a series. That's what I'm saying. Fuck Robbie Ray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, pool A. Let's start in Taichung, Taiwan, March 8 through 12. The five teams in that pool. Chinese Taipei, the Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and Panama. We're picking a winner and a runner-up to advance to the quarterfinals. Um, immediately, my mind goes to, okay, we can eliminate Chinese Taipei, but you say? I say no. I say they have a good chance of winning this bracket. Let me let me spell it out for you. So it's a long shot, right? It's plus 750 currently. But my gamblers, my not gamblers, they follow line movement. And of this pool, they've seen the biggest line move from plus 950 when it opened to plus 750, which I think is fairly interesting. So Chinese Taipei, right? This pool A is being played in Taichung City, Taiwan. In 2013, this Chinese Taipei team was ranked as the fifth best team in the entire world. They lost 4-3 to to Japan in that 2013, but that Japan team went on to win the World Baseball Classic. They have some established big leaguers, a guy like Yu Chang, but the reason I like them is because this pool, unsimilarly to a lot of other pools like Pool B, Pool C, and Pool D, there isn't a prohibitive favorite. There's no Dominican Republic. There's no USA. There's no Puerto Rico, Venezuela. There's no Japan. This is a chaos inducing pool where Cuba's the favorite but it's not like they have this crazy crazy good team the other teams aren't that good either I'm looking at a Chinese Taipei team who's playing with home field advantage because it's in Taichung City Taiwan they have a cohesive group they've played together for a long time they may take this more seriously than other teams in this type of format they have the fourth best odds to win it so if you were looking at a standings they would finish fourth by the odds. I'm saying they come out of this pool. Who's fifth? Panama? Panama. So the odds, the odds, it is Cuba's the favorite at plus 115, Netherlands plus 250, Italy plus 400, Chinese Taipei plus 750, and then Panama plus 1600. 
So I'm not even cr- going to pretend like I know anybody that's not a big leaguer or a marquee prospect. And if you want to know about the prospects in the World Baseball Classic, just baseball.com top prospects to watch in the World Baseball Classic. Jordan Diaz was originally supposed to be on the Panama team. Diaz pulled out. Um, so we're looking at a team now that doesn't really have much to boast on that front. Like Panama has a, a couple of guys that are veteran big leaguers. Um, and by veteran, I mean like journeyman. Then they've got Jose Ramos in the Dodger system. There isn't much star power there. Chinese Taipei, you look at it, and the only recognizable names there are Zue Lin and Yu Chang. Suwei Lin and Yu Chang, I, I don't close my eyes and think they're winning the World Baseball Classic, but I understand where you're coming from, and it is a bit more of a crapshoot. It's single elimination baseball, pretty much. Yeah. Obviously, you have to win like a certain number of games in pool play, but when it comes down to the World Baseball Classic, any team can win. Like, the A's beat the Astros last year once. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like, it's really easy to just say, yeah, Cuba's favorite, yeah, they'll win. Like, that's easy, but, like, look at Cuba's roster for a second. Outside of a guy like Luis Robert and outside of a guy like Yohan Moncada, where's, like, the ton of firepower coming out of them? You look at the Dutch, right? And the Dutch have Xander Bogarts, they have Jonathan Scope, but they don't really have any pitching. Italy's best pitcher is Matt Harvey. They lost Jordan Romano. And then you look at, like, their offense, like, it's... It's Andre Pallante on the pitching side. It's Vinny Pascantino. It's not like all the other teams are laden with superstars like the other teams are. So like USA, Japan, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, those teams. Also, I misspoke there. Jordan Diaz playing for Colombia. Ivan Herrera was the one that was supposed to play for Panama, but Herrera dropped out. So uh, Herrera no longer playing for Panama. You said Italy plus 400 to win the pool. Mm -hmm. I like that play a lot. Yeah, I don't mind it either. A lot. Uh, but Matt Harvey's going to be like starting games. You you win? You think Harvey's going to be starting games? He's the most recognizable starting pitcher on their team. I mean, Palante, of course, is the better pitcher right now. I just don't know if they're going to use him in a bullpen role, if they're going to start him. I guess Palante is, is the guy. So guys that I have seen throw and didn't think they sucked out loud. Joe Biagini. Mateo Boki, I think was in the Cubs system for a little bit, and I kind of liked Mateo Boki, kind of tall, lanky guy, 6'4", 205. Um, Matt Festa, um, Vinny Natoli, Palante, obviously. Uh, Vin Timpanelli, I love Timpanelli. He's like closer mold in the Reds organization. So uh, I'd be a fan there. But I I think the bats play, man, like infielders, you've got, you mentioned Vinny P, Fletcher, Nicky Lopez, Mastroboni, and then the outfield of Deluzio, Dominic Fletcher, Sal Freelich all while being managed by Mike Piazza, sign me up. Yeah, I don't mind that team at all, and I like that pick. I'm just more going for chaos in this pool. It's just one of those pools where the other ones, like we said, Japan, USA, Mexico, Dominican Republic. So if there's going to be big upsets, I think it's going to happen in this pool, and there's no more of a cohesive unit. There's no more of a team that's played together more than this Chinese Taipei team and they have home field advantage. They're playing in Taiwan. I think that could be enough of an edge for them to weirdly squeak by some of these teams because it's not like they've been garbage forever. They were the fifth best team in the world back in 2013. Yeah. And they just haven't had a ton of success, but they're always in it. Give me that team. Okay. Um. So you've got Chinese Taipei to win. Are you going to roll with that? Yes. Who's your runner-up? My runner-up... Um, 
I do think Cuba's pretty damn good. Like they are, they are a good team. I would pick Cuba over the Dutch or Italy. Um, they just have a little bit more star power and they have that firepower and they also have a cohesive unit. Um, so I would go Cuba as my runner up. So let me run you through notable players for the Netherlands before I give you my runner up because I have Italy to win. Okay. You mentioned um, Johan Moncada and Luis Robert. But Joanna Cespedes on on the Cuban team, uh, yeah. that's exciting. Luis Robert, Johan Moncada, and Joanna Cespedes is my White Sox pipe dream from like three years ago that just never really played out. Kenley Jansen is not on the active roster, I don't think, for the Dutch, but Jair Jurgens is, which is freaking awesome. Pedro Strope, I do not think, is on the active roster, but the power here is is in the bats. Uh, Chadwick Trump is on this team as a catcher. Xander Bogart, Steedy Gregorius. Uh, Richie Palacios, Jonathan Scope, Andrelton Simmons, what Xander Will, former Vanderbilt Commodore, and then you've got what Jerickson Profar, um, Roger Bertadina, shout out that name, and Vladimir Ballantine, who I think is like one of the greatest hitters in NPB history. Single season home run record in the NPB, 60 home runs for Ballantine. Murakami's he, gonna break that. Yeah, I think so. He hit 58 as a 22-year-old, and that was the most by a Japanese-born player in the MPB. But the single-season record holder for home runs in the MPB was hit by 60 home runs by Ballantine. Yeah, that it's an exciting team, no yeah. doubt about it. And the thing is, I really could be convinced about any runner-up. I could be convinced about any team winning in this pool. I think it's so tough to know. Um but again, I put out a betting preview on Not Gambling Advice. If you want to find my official picks for this pool and all the other pools, go check out that episode. Of course, you're going to hear a lot of my insight and thoughts to this, bouncing off my guy, Jack. Yeah. Um, but that's where I'm at. I like Chinese Taipei, and then I think runner-up, pick your pick your choice. <clears throat> uh, I'll go Cuba. But All right. I need you to pick one. And, and write these down, by the way. Because we're going to fill out the quarters, and I, I've got I've got all that stuff. So you've got Chinese Taipei to win, and you've got Cuba as the runner-up. I'm going totally different way. I'm going Italy to win, and the Netherlands as the runner-up. Love it. So the only team getting no love is Panama, but yeah. so be it. Pool B, Japan, Korea, Australia, China, Czech Republic. Two of these teams are not like the other, and one of these teams is, is not like the other contender. Uh, Japan is so far and away the best team in this pool. Korea is also really good. Australia had some big leaguers drop out. China doesn't have really anybody of note. I think they lost a couple of exhibitions. Then the Czech Republic, like these guys are electricians and finance guys that are playing baseball. Yeah, I. this is Japan's pool. Like <laughs> Japan, I think, should kind of waltz their way into the title game. Um, they're huge favorites, minus 550. But yeah. they did lose Seiya Suzuki, which is which is a decent blow to them. Like he was going to be one of their best offensive players. But can we talk about pitching for a second? Shohei Otani. I want to, I want to save the conversation on pitching actually. Okay. All right. That's fine. When they um, match so up we, with, yeah. You just want to talk offense right now? I, I want to save Japan's pitching conversation uh, because I want, I want to walk through step-by-step step with the DR when we get there. Okay. All right. Let's do it then. So yeah, I mean, Japan is the clear favorite. Korea has a decent ball club. Um, you know, they got Haseon Kim. They have a couple of decent players, but yeah, Tommy Edmond. Yeah, Edmund Tommy Edmond is the middle infield is going to be cool. It's a great mi middle infield. Like it's kind of similar to the Dutch. 
uh, where you have Xander Bogarts and um, Jonathan Scope. But I just I can't make a logical argument for any team outside of Japan. Of course, we could see upsets and it could be like, whoa, look at what Australia did or look at Czech Republic. What a story. But Japan is just from top to bottom. They're also a cohesive unit. They've played together before. This is as good as it gets. So one more guy to shout out, actually two more guys to shout out on the Korean team. Kwon Yun Kim is going to start games for Korea, which is so fun. Like I loved Kwon Yun Kim in St. Louis. Um, so he, he's going to be a starter for them. Another guy, Jung Hoo Lee in the outfield. Uh, Jeff Passive, we we talked about this on the call up, actually, Aram and I uh, in, in top prospects to watch in the WBC, but Jeff Passon tweeted out now that Machado's off the books for next offseason. Um, the market is going to be relatively thin in terms of bats, but a wild card bat is Jung Hoo Lee, 24 years old, um, and, and Lee has balled out in the KBO. So he's a guy that like you shouldn't be shocked if he goes crazy in, in Pool B. So Lee is an outfielder, Jung Hoo Lee, and then that middle infield tandem of Kim and Edmund is really cool. Um, I like. Honestly, no brainer for me. It's Japan to win and Korea is the runner up. I'm the exact same way. You know, the only country who's won two WBCs, this is the uh, fifth WBC <clears throat> ever. Um, and there's one country who's won two championships. Do you know who it is? It's Japan, right? It's Japan. So it's, um, if I have this right, this is the fifth WBC. Um, the yep. US won the last one. Yep. Um, Japan won the middle two or the first and third. So um Japan two, US one, Dominican one, right? Yeah. So USA won in 2017. Japan has won in 2006 and 2009, and Dominican Republic won in 2013. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So yeah, Japan two, US one, Dominican one. Um, all right. Japan, Japan is the winner, Korea the runner up in cool B. Yep. I'm writing it down. Japan. Korea. Okay. Pool C is loaded. Like we're getting to the right side of the bracket here. And the right side of the bracket is what you should be tuning into March 11 through 15 on both of them in Phoenix and Miami. Yeah. This is going to be in America. I think you should tune into all these games. Like they're going to be freaking awesome. It's just great baseball. Like even if you're not watching big leaguers all the time, whether it's a Chinese Taipei, you're just going to see a really competitive atmosphere and these stadiums are going to be jumping. We're going to be in Miami for um, like the semis and the final and maybe even some of the quarters. And like it's going to be like a football stadium. I mean, it's going to be like the big house in Michigan. It's going to be like the Super Bowl for all of these games. You know, fans travel far and wide to come, and I cannot wait. And this in Pool C, the USA Mexico game might be the loudest of any game in the World Baseball Classic. I think Puerto Rico and the Dominican is going to give it a, give it a run for its money no in Pool D, but. Yeah. I see what you're saying in Pool C being played in Phoenix. You've got the U.S., Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. I think one of these teams is the run to the litter. Uh, I I think Great Britain now is, you know, yeah, they've got Harry Ford catching for them, one of the top prospects in the Mariners system, but whoop-de-doo, like there's kind of not much else going on. Yeah. Yeah, sorry if there's any uh, British fans of the Just Baseball show. Uh, You asshole. Yeah. We're uh we're dumping out your tea. Yeah. We're dumping it in the freaking ocean. <laughs> you ain't beating the United States, Brits. No, you you're not. You beat us in 1776, and you ain't beating us now. 
All right, let me walk you through notable names on Columbia's team. I'm going to do that for for each team on the right side of the bracket here because there are some seriously notable names. Um, in terms of the pitching front, maybe I'll Chris Matt is on Columbia. Uh, Tyrone Guerrero, flamethrower, is on Columbia. Guerrero never really worked out at the big league level. I think he got a taste with the Marlins. I think he got a taste with the White Sox and maybe mm. the Padres. But this dude, like, when he was right, he was like sitting a hundred. That's what Tucker was saying. Like he was saying that you know a lot of these guys you may not recognize their names, or you might watch ninety eight on the TV and say, "Who the hell is that?" And you see some high A guy for the Royals or just someone out of nowhere, and it's like the stuff plays. Like if you're throwing ninety eight miles an hour, we talk about with Andrew Painter, like you can get big league hitters out if you throw upper nineties. I don't care what it is. Like yeah. it can even be flat. If you're locating it on any given day, some of this stuff will play. So a guy like that who couldn't make it in the bigs over a long stretch or wasn't needed in a certain role, you get him on a heater in the World Baseball Classic against another guy who maybe isn't a big leaguer yet. Like he can shut him down. And sometimes he'll have a big at bat against a big time hitter. And it's like 98 at the top of the zone. You can get a fly out like that kind of stuff is what I'm most excited to see is that random guy that you've never heard of throwing 98 miles an hour and you go, where the hell did he come from? Right. So, so Tyrone Guerrero, 112 appearances across 2018 and 2019 with the Marlins. That's his only big league taste, a five, eight ERA. He sat 99 with his fastball, 99-0. He sat 99-1 and 18, 98-9 in 2019. Guerrero, 6'8", 225, by the way. So that's what what Columbia is running out. He's the Colombian Sandy. Yeah, other guys. (laughs) Jose Quintana. um, Quintana going to start games. Raver San Martin, who obviously gets beat up in Major League Baseball. (laughs) But we'll see what happens at the World Baseball Classic. Wingman. What? Swingman, Reaver, Sam Martin <laughs> yes, plays. Exactly. It plays. <laughs> and, and Julio Tehran also going to start games. But bats-wise, Jorge Alfaro, Elias Diaz, Jordan Diaz in the A's system, uh, Evan Mendoza in the Cardinals system, Gio Urshela, your guy, Oscar Mercado, and Harold is G- Ramirez. Is Gio Urshela, my guy? Gio Urshela is your guy. Yeah, yes. All right, that's fine. I'll take him. Was on the Yankees. Yeah, I'll take him. Uh, it, it's a decent crop. I just don't think it's as good as some of these other teams. No, I think Canada's better. Canada. Notable arms. Cal Quantrill. Cal Quantrill. Yes. Matt Brash. Yes. Mitch Bratz in the Rangers system. Lower level minors, but Bratt can really throw. Um, Rob Zestrizny. Yeah, I that guess. might be it. Yeah, it gets real dry after that. No offense, really Canada, dry. but it gets real dry of just guys that you haven't heard of. But again, there could be guys who are just throwing 95. Like you throw 95, you might get outs. Right. And now the bats, Bo Naylor, Freddie Freeman. Yes. Edward Julian, Abraham Toro, Jared Young, Denzel Clark in the A system, Tyler O'Neill, Owen Casey in the Cubs system, and Desan Brown, who just got added in the Jays system, might be close to an 80 runner. So I, I this team, like they have talent. The question is pitching depth. And the question is, are the prospects going to be good in the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, you put Canada in pool A, and I think they might win that pool. But the problem is they just have two juggernauts at the top. But I could see a team like Canada, you know, if Quantrill's starting a game, let's say he goes four innings of Shuddy, and then <laughs> Freddie just puts it puts the team on his back, and let's say it's a home run, goes three for three with a double. Like, we wouldn't be surprised about that at all. And they win in a low-scoring game. Like, that's not out of the realm of possibility. I think Canada should be one of those teams where – 
you know, if you're picking kind of a dark horse, I think they're one of the better dark horses in the World Baseball Classic, and that is not biased. That's not just because of Cal. It's also because of Freddie Freeman. Like, they just have they have real <laughs> stars at the top who can sometimes will you to a game. But if they're off, like if Freddie goes over in a game, it's over. Like, you need them to go crazy for Canada to win, and they totally can. So that's why I like them as a dark horse. Got you. Um, what are their odds to make it out of the pool? Canada's odds to get out of the pool is plus 2,500. The same as Team Columbia. Wow. Okay. Right? I would I would prefer Canada over Columbia. No doubt. Canada should be plus 1,000 if Columbia is plus 2,500. I think they're much better. Right. Um, Mexico is kind of a wagon. Their wagon. four-man rotation, Julio Urias, Taiwan Walker, Patrick Sandoval and either Jose Arquiti or Javier Assad, Assad in the Cubs system. Uh, that's five deep. You probably only need four. And then you've got Giovanni Gallegos waiting at the back of the bullpen. Joe Luis Sessa. Luis Sessa. Yes. Uh, you've got Oliver Perez, who was born yep. in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like there are a bunch of options here that you can go to. I, I mean, that pitching staff is loaded. You take a look at the bats. Alejandro Kirk, not there, but Austin Barnes is going to be the starting catcher now. Jonathan Aranda with the Rays. Joey Manessis with the Nats. Isak Paredes with the Rays. Rowdy Telez. Alan Trejo. Luis Urias, who I love. And then you go to the outfield. Randy Arozarena, Jaron Duran, Alec Thomas, Alex Verdugo. They're putting together a 500 MLB team. Exactly. And they have Arias at the top of the rotation. And you said it yourself, spring training overreactions. If Arias is at his best, he can beat anybody in the world. I don't care if it's Sandy. I don't care if it's Otani. When Arias is right, he can beat anybody in the world. And when the lights shine like Arias comes to play, this is a dangerous team, Jack. That's that's the thing. We know he's built for the big moments in weird tournament-type things, right? So is Randy. So is Randy. Weird tournament-type thing. The 2020 postseason, exactly. weird tournament type thing. The World Baseball Classic. He's a tournament guy. <laughs> he is a tournament guy. It's he's not a postseason guy. He's a tournament guy. He's a tournament guy. Um, but Randy so may I, be a postseason guy. Let's talk about the Team USA. Then let's make a pick because this is, I think, the most fascinating pool out of every single pool. Yeah. Because you have some dark horses. You have two guys at the top. And, of course, it's the United States where we live. Like, I think this is the pool to watch. Yes. So the starting rotation, the four-man rotation for the U.S. will probably be Brady Singer, Adam Wainwright, Lance Lynn, and either Merrill Kelly or Miles Michaelis. The bullpen's crazy, man. Jason Adam, Daniel Bard, David Bednar. I'm going alphabetically, if you can't tell. Like, I'm not going by notoriety. Um, Jason Adam, Daniel Bard, David Bednar – uh, Nick Martinez, Adam Adovino, Ryan Presley, Devin Williams. That bullpen's crazy. And I think that bullpens are going to mean a lot. But yes. then you look at what they can run out in terms of a lineup. Oh, JT Real Muto and Will Smith are the catchers. The infielders <laughs> on the roster, Pete Alonso, Tim Anderson, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, Bobby Witt Jr. The outfielders, Mookie Betts, Jeff McNeil listed as an outfielder, Cedric Mullins, Kyle Schwarber, Mike fucking Trout, Kyle Tucker. This team, if you actually took the best pitchers in the U.S. and put them on this team, 
goes 162 and 0 in the major leagues. Yeah, this is as close to an all MLB team as we have. I mean, of course, we're going to go to their DR and you'll be like, wait, what about all those guys? But right. you just look up and down the roster and it's like you look at our top tens list, right? We've been doing a lot a lot than just baseball show. You'll find number two, number three, number one on all these different lists on the United States team. And what they lack in starting pitching, they make up for in bullpens. And these starters, they're going to be on an innings limit anyway. So you shouldn't expect more than three, four innings from a guy like Brady Singer. And then you just go through a litany of elite bullpen arms. Like, I think this is the best bullpen in the World Baseball Classic, and it's not even close. So from a talent perspective, the United States is really right up there with the Dominican Republic. They really are. But... They've had this level of talent before. They've faced Team Mexico before, where Team Mexico wasn't as loaded. And Team Mexico is 2-0 against them. They beat them in 2006 and 2013. In those games, you think to yourself, United States, of course, they're going to have home field advantage. It's being played in Arizona. Arizona's right next to that Mexico border. And the last time these two teams played, 70% of the stadium was filled with Team Mexico fans. So I think of it like this. Julio Arias is on the mound with probably Sessa and Gallegos following him. It's not as crazy as the United States have. But the United States is going to have the pressure on them. While Team Mexico is going to feel like a home field advantage to them, or at least I'm thinking it will. You got Arias on the mound. You have a roster of big leaguers throughout the lineup who can all hit. Yeah. Plus 450 versus minus 420, where's the value here? I think it's clear. Yeah, it, it's clear as day that the value is there. Uh, and you know what they say. It's hard to beat the same team three times in an 18-year stretch. That's an 18-year stretch. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good. Yeah, it's been, you know, they don't play each other that often. I'm, I'm picking through straws here with 2006 and 2013. But if history repeats itself, the difference in value is crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. I think we're going to do the same thing. Are you going to Team Mexico? I'm going to go with Mexico to win and U.S. as a runner-up. Let's go. That's mine, too. No, we sound like such pieces of shit. All right, I'm going to go with the said... U.S. to win. No. I'm going to go chalk. I, it's, it's more acceptable if I go chalk because I'm not the gambling man or the not gambling man. So I will go U.S. to win, Mexico as a runner-up, and you go vice versa. Okay. I just want um, the listeners of the Just Baseball show to know that I value pitching more than country allegiance. Fair. Uh, That's kind of how I go about my life, too. Um, Yeah. What does it mean to be an American when they have Julio Arias? You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, all right. Curveball. Pool D, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua. Let's knock Nicaragua out right now. They okay. have Jonathan Loizaga, I do believe. That's awesome. Congratulations to Team Nicaragua. Who else they got? Erasmo Ramirez. Just shout out Jonathan Loizaga. Alex Bregman said he's the hardest pitcher to face in all of Major League Baseball. His Loizaga? Bro, yeah. I love Loizaga. When that guy's on, he is like Yankee closer type. I think he's better you than Holmes. Yeah, I think so too. Or at least they're very similar. Very like 99 mile hour sinker. Uh, but I agree. You know, push comes to shove. Shout out former Kansas City Royal Chesler Cuthbert, who's on this Nicaragua team. Shout out, Shout out Erasmo Ramirez. Is Shout he still out. is he still kicking around? Yeah, he's still on the Nationals. He's probably going to have 30 starts this year at a 5-2 ERA. 
Is he still on the Nationals? I'm like 99% positive. Erasmo Ramirez. Who did he play for last year? Washington. Yeah, bro. He had 60 appearances out of the pen. And he had a sub-3 ERA. I'm such a casual. I don't know ball. You don't know ball? Wow. All right, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta read up on a Rossmo Ramirez. Uh, <laughs> Nicaragua out. I think that's fair. Sorry, it's just the top three in this are just crazy. So it's <clears throat> unless it would have to be a miracle. Yes. Um, Israel, my holy land. Dean Kramer going to start games for him. Okay. Cool. Jock Peterson, former guest of the Just Baseball Show, Ryan Lavarnway going to be their catcher. Maybe Garrett Stubbs is the catcher. We'll see. But then they've got Mash Mervis in the Cubs system. They have Zach Geloff in the A's system. They have Spencer Horwitz, who has been tearing the cover off the ball for the Blue Jays in spring training. Then they've got King Ty Kelly, Danny Valencia in the infield, Alex Dickerson, and Jock Peterson. Ian Kinsler is the manager. Kevin Euclid is the hitting coach. And Brad Osmus is the bench coach. If those That's guys suited up and ripped it, wait, they might make this team better. How did Brad Osmus get relegated to the bench coach when he's been an actual manager and Ian Kinsler and Kevin Euclid have not been? I think it's sex appeal. Like, why is Mark DeRosa the manager of Team USA? You know what I mean? Like Piazza? Is Piazza. it a goatee thing? It's, it might be a goatee thing, although DeRosa's clean cut. Kinsler is fade beard. I think uh, with Piazza, definitely a goatee thing. Yeah, goatee thing. But, like, Kinsler is the manager? <laughs> That's strictly sex appeal. I like Kinsler. I've always liked him as a player, and uh, I haven't thought about his sex appeal. Maybe that's a you thing, but I'm thinking I'm thinking sex appeal in terms of the name. I'm not talking about actual dude. Ah, we can talk about actual dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Israel, talented young guys. They do not hold a candle to what Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and the Dominican are putting up. They just don't. Who do cool you want? Story. To start One thing for gambling people out there. Biggest line movement in the entire World Baseball Classic is this team, Israel. Um, Israel. They moved from plus eighty five hundred at the open to plus sixty five hundred. So there are some smart betters that hammered this team to get out of this pool in particular, which I found fascinating. I'm not going to put my money there, but no. for anyone who loves following line movement, that's the biggest one we have. Yeah. All right. Let's start with Puerto Rico. I'm going to work up. I think the Dominican is the most talented. I think Venezuela is two, and I think Puerto Rico is three. So Puerto Rico, two for sure starters, Jose Barrios and Marcus Stroman. Hate it. So save your opinion on MLB Jose Barrios. But Barrios could be nasty in this tournament. Or he could serve up a 94-mile-an-hour fastball that doesn't move on a platter, and then anybody in the world, if you've ever played professional baseball, can square that up. Correct. So that could happen. Um, Dominic Hamill is in the Mets system. He may start a game here and there. Their strength on the mound is in the bullpen. Um, Alexis Diaz and Edwin Diaz is this crazy two-headed monster. Oh, Derek Rodriguez may start games for them too. Um, Dwayne Underwood is in this bullpen. Emilio Pagan is in this bullpen. Fernando Cruz who is like a 30-year-old in the in the red system, was their AAA closer last year, liked him. Alex Claudio is in this bullpen. Anthony Maldonado in the Marlins system is in this bullpen. He throws gas. Jorge Lopez is in this bullpen. 
Yeah, one of the best bullpen units, one of the best overall units in the World Baseball Classic is this Puerto Rico bullpen. You look at Jorge Lopez, you look at Edwin Diaz and Alexis Diaz, that's three big-time closers on one bullpen. It's not as deep as the United States, but in terms of a, if you need three good relievers like the Royals back in, what, 2015? Yeah. It's very similar to that. So they could will their way to a couple of wins here if that bullpen just closes the door and you get good starts from Stroman or Brios. Yes. Um, all right. Bats, catchers, three starting caliber catchers, Martin Maldonado, MJ Melendez, Christian Vasquez. I'm guessing Maldonado is going to be doing most, if not all the catching. You'll probably see MJ in the outfield and Vasquez probably DHing at some. Correct. Because they're listed outfielders, John Eshwi Fargus, Henry Ramos, Eddie Rosario, and Nelson Velasquez. Rosario will for sure start. Velasquez might. I would assume Melendez starts over Fargus and, and Ramos, but yep. they're infield. They've got Javier Baez. They've got Kike Hernandez. They've got Francisco Lindor. They've got Emmanuel Rivera. They've got Vimeo Machine. Like, there's some serious talent there. The most flair of any infield, of any unit in the World Baseball Classic. Javier Baez, I was speaking with Tucker about this. Javier Baez's stardom, I think, started with the tag oh, in this yeah. World Baseball Classic, right? Like, that's where I think he went from exciting player to star. One of the most electric plays I've really ever seen. He caught a ball from Yadier Molina and didn't look and made that tag. If we all remember that. I'm sure it reigns in everyone's head that ever watches baseball is that tag. And then you got Lindor and Kike. Like, this is going to be incredibly exciting baseball. I don't know how good they're going to be. History says that they're better than Venezuela. They've been successful against Venezuela, even with lesser teams than them. So they're they're a very good pick here. I like them a lot. Um, Yadier Molina is the manager. Love it. Sex Love appeal. It. Again, name sex appeal. Yeah, I think when we think of sex appeal, we're thinking about completely two different things. I think so, too. Um, yeah. Although that's probably my fault now that I actually think about it. Venezuela is sick. Like absolutely sick. Awesome. Their starting rotation, they've got choices out the ass alphabetically in no order. Luis Garcia is an option with the Astros. Pablo Lopez is an option. Jesus Lazardo is an option. Martin Perez, Eduardo Rodriguez, Ranger Suarez. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. So deep, so deep, but not star-laden, right? Like, there's no one on that team. It's like, let's but get like, a bunch of twos and threes and put them in a rotation, which is still great. I'm not taking anything away from them. Yeah. It's just when we're comparing them, like Venezuela, Puerto Rico, USA, Japan, Dominican Republic, we hold them to a different standard because they're all so loaded. So it's like, we might be more glass half full about some other teams who don't have that this same level of talent, but... I'm putting a glass half empty approach on this rotation because while there's so many good arms, I wouldn't say there's one great arm in the rotation. You want Pablo Lopez starting games in the World Baseball Classic or you want Brady Singer starting games in the World Baseball Classic? It's probably a wash. If it's a wash, like Singer is the best arm for the U.S. Yeah, but Venezuela at the same time doesn't have the bullpen the United States does. And they're probably going for like three innings, four innings at most. Correct. But can the U.S. pitching... And you won't have to deal with this until the U.S. is in Miami. But can it deal with this lineup? The three catchers on the roster, Robinson Chirinos, probably won't play, Omar Narvaez, and Salvador Perez. Wow. 
Well, yeah, Omar's probably going to catch, and Salvi's probably going to play DH. Although you've got Miguel Cabrera as the DH. Yeah, but you want Salvador Perez hitting over. Yeah, but, but you know Miggy's going to make it back. Yeah. Miggy's going to play. Like, yeah. Miggy's going to play, promise. Yeah. He might play first. Right. The infielders on the roster, Jose Altuve, Luis Arise, Eduardo Escobar, Andres Jimenez, Luis Renjifo, Eugenio Suarez, Glaber Torres. It gets better. The three outfielders on the roster, Ronald Acuna Jr., David Peralta, and Anthony Santander. There's no break here. None. And you know Acuna is going to go nuts in this thing. Nuts. Andres Jimenez may be hitting eighth. Yeah. Six war last year. Yeah. This team is crazy good. Like, everyone's talking about the Dominican Republic, and you just forget about Venezuela and Puerto Rico. It's not that far off. It really isn't. All There's a lot of really great teams in this thing. That's why I call it some of the best baseball that we're going to see all year. Dude, I mean... I, I'm scrolling Sean Spradling right now. If you haven't seen Sean Spradling on Twitter, that guy is kicking ass in the world baseball coverage. And something that he's been doing is putting out uh, like projected lineups and rotations and everything like that. Um, he's been making graphics. I mean, he is so good at this coverage. And I, I gave him a shout out on Twitter the other day, but uh, I can't find a Venezuela graphic for him. I'm just trying to like picture the lineup for them because there are going to be all-star caliber players in the bottom third of that lineup. Absolutely. Like this is going to look again like an all MLB team, similar to the United States, similar to Dominican Republic, similar to Puerto Rico, Mexico, Japan. They look like all MLB teams. But now we go to the Dominican Republic. Yeah, then it gets a little crazy. The projected starting rotation for the DR is Sandy Alcantara, Christian Javier, Johnny Cueto, and Rowancy Contreras. Their bullpen? Brian Abreu, Henesis Cabrera, Diego Castillo, Eniel De Los Santos, who was awesome for the Guardians last year, your guy Camilo Doval, Harleen Garcia, Luis Garcia with the Padres, Jimmy Garcia, Rafael Montero, Joel Piamps, Gregory Soto. Wow. Wow is right. Wow. It's so good. It's it's this Dominican Republic roster. They lost Vladdy, which is huge but when Vladdy was on the team I thought it was the greatest WBC roster I've ever seen and I've been you know when I was doing my betting preview I was looking at past rosters like trying to find with Vladdy this was the best roster I have ever seen you're going to continue to go through it it's a super team the two catchers on the roster are Francisco Mejia and Gary Sanchez Gary can still hit Mejia Yeah, Mejia can kind of hit, but I think he's a really good defensive catcher. Yeah. The infield, Willie Adamas, Robinson Cano, Rafael Devers, Wander Franco, Manny Machado, Cattell Marte, Jeremy Pena, Gene Segura. Oh, my God. Outfield, Teoscar Hernandez. Wait a minute. The World Series MVP is probably going to be on the bench. Probably, with, with Franco playing short. And then you've got... Teoscar Hernandez, Eloy Jimenez, Julio Rodriguez, and Juan Soto as the outfield. Holy fuck. I mean, so who's the outfield? (laughs) J-Rod, it's Juan Soto. It's J-Rod in center, Soto in right, and Teoscar or or Eloy in left. Yeah, probably Eloy at DH. And the infield now is probably going to Oh, no, you have Devers and Machado. One of them has to DH. Devers probably? Although... 
would you would you entertain slapping Devers at first now that Vladdy's out? Who's their first baseman besides that? Yeah, then you'd have to do that. Yeah, I mean, maybe Gary Sanchez. Nah, Devers. Devers may play first base. He's getting booted off a position where he's top five at it. (laughs) His number number one's there. His number one's there. Wow. Okay. Um, We just walked through every roster. Who's your winner and runner-up in Pool D? Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican, Israel, Nicaragua. I got the DR winning. No shit. And then I'm going to go with Puerto Rico. Wow, okay. And the reason I'm going with Puerto Rico, it's a very similar. I'm looking at past history, and like Venezuela has had great teams like this before, and Puerto Rico has beaten them with lesser than what they have now. They're just something they got, and it's it doesn't make a lot of sense when you look at just rosters alone, but these World Baseball Classics, sometimes craziness happens, and... Puerto Rico, the odds are kind of similar with Venezuela. Obviously, Venezuela is the bigger favorite, but I'm going with the uh, I'm going with Puerto Rico. I just went chalk out the ass. Venezuela is the runner up, and the DR is the winner. I mean, yeah, the, Venezuela is like a top five team. They're incredible. They're yeah. incredible. Um. All right, quarterfinals here. Wait, did you want to go back and talk about Japan's pitching? Can we talk about Japan? No, we're gonna do it. We're gonna right, do right, it when right, we get far. All right. All right. Uh, I promise, I'm stockpiling that. Okay. Quarterfinals, game one. The runner-up from Pool B, I think we both have Korea, against the winner of Pool A. I've got Italy. Korea and Italy, who you got? Well, I have Chinese Taipei. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would, I think, I have Korea playing Chinese Taipei. Give me Korea. Okay, I've got Korea Korea, Italy. Italy. You have Korea over Italy? Okay, I do have Korea over Italy. Quarterfinal number two, the runner-up from Pool A, which I have as the Netherlands, I think you have as Cuba. Yep. Against the winner of Pool B is Japan. We'll make this easy. I think we both have Japan. I have Japan over the Netherlands. Yep. And like single elimination is scary. Very scary. Japan could be bounced in the quarters. You never know. That's why it's so much fun. That's why this thing is going to be great to watch. Quarterfinal three. The runner-up from Pool C, I've got Mexico as the runner-up. You've got U.S. as the runner-up, right? Yep. Against the winner from Pool D, which is the DR. <laughs> so it's Mexico and the DR in the quarterfinals. That's, And you've got Mexico against – or you've got the U.S. against the DR in the quarterfinals. I have U.S. against the DR. Wow. Do you have Mexico against the DR? Who are you going I've got, I've got Mexico over – or I've got DR over Mexico. Okay. So you have DR over Mexico. I have the United States being the Dominican Republic. Oh, my God. Why? USA. Come why, on. Why, why, why? I think that, you know, you're going to line up Sandy, but the, the it's it just comes down to these are the two best teams, I think, from a roster standpoint. And I'm an American. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is where it <laughs> fair reasoning. This yeah. is where it gets crazy though. What am I gonna I mean I'm already the I don't have the United States winning, but like I can't just have the United States getting bounced early. Like, yeah, they're gonna beat the Dominican Republic. Come on. Right. So I mean, here we are talking about you know, Sandy versus Wainwright or Brady Singer, right? Obviously the edge to Sandy, but the question is how much does the starting pitcher matter? And and yeah. I think that 
I USA, think deeper bullpen. I think that the bullpens are comparable. I understand why you give the edge to the U.S. Like so, if you can go Brady Singer to Bednar to uh, whoever to Bard to Devin Williams, like yeah, it's just crazy. Damn, I wonder how people are going to score runs. But then I remember that Devers, Machado, and <laughs> Wander are all in the same lineup. And I'm like, That's how are people going to get out? Yeah. And Soto and J-Rod. I forgot about Soto and J-Rod. Oh, I don't, I don't got, know if the United States is going to beat the Dominican, but I'm rolling with them. Okay. I've got the DR over Mexico. Um, and then quarterfinal four is the runner-up from Pool D. I have Venezuela against the winner of Pool C, and that's, for me, the U.S. You've got Puerto Rico against Mexico, right? Yeah, for me, it's Puerto Rico against Mexico, and I think Mexico wins that. Okay. Uh, I've got... Venezuela versus United States. Yeah, I've got the U.S. over Venezuela. Okay. You're an American. Yeah, (laughs) but also... I'm an American. Fair. (laughs) But also, you know, like, the U.S., their bullpen, uh, we just mentioned, crazy. Venezuela, their rotation's really good. Bullpen drops off a little bit. Yes, they have Jose Alvarado, but they don't have that litany of MLB caliber closers that the U.S. does. Yeah, and we're Americans. So and we the U.S. is lineup. Want, but we're going to bet on America anyway. <laughs> and the U.S.'s lineup is like the best thing I've ever fucking seen, That's aside from the DR's lineup. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So let's go to the semis here. So you have Japan facing Korea to get to the final and USA facing DR to get to the final. I also have Japan and Korea. And then I have Mexico versus United States. It's it's quarterfinal one against quarterfinal three and then two against four. So Okay, you... so it's... Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, positive. I've got okay. the bracket up here. Okay. All right, so one versus three for me would create Korea against the Dominican Republic, and I will absolutely go the Dominican Republic. Yeah, that's fair. What is it for me, then? Is uh, it You would have... Let's see. Who'd you have the winner of your first quarterfinal? First quarterfinal? What is was, that? Was that Cuba runner-up versus Japan? No, it was, the, it was Korea against Chinese Taipei. Yeah, Korea winning that. Okay, so Korea against... The DR. No, I have the DR losing the United yeah, States. Yeah, that's right. You have U.S. against Korea. Yeah, give me give me the United States. Are you kidding me? Okay. Uh, the next semi I've got is two versus four. For me, that's Japan and the U.S. Who is that for you? For me, that's Japan and Mexico. Fuck. Do you want to talk about Japan's pitching now? I think we should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. Yeah. Because it's it's one game in the championship. Japan's pitching. Stack it up against the Dominican. Because Japan's pitching is better than the U.S. when you look at starting rotation. I think it's the best starting rotation out of everyone. I was going to say, so the DR is like, you know, you've got Sandy, Javier, Cueto, Contreras. Like, that's probably the best Great. rotation outside of Japan. One on one, four inning spurts. Who are you taking, Sandy or Otani? 
dandy, but I mean, it's, it's really close. It's 10.0 to 9.9. Yeah. Tiny margin Sandy. Yes. Matchup two. You Darvish, Christian Javier. Four innings. Javier. For me, because of the swingman experience, I go Javier as well. Dominican Republic might have better pitching. Small margin. <laughs> but Cueto has kind of looked like ass this spring. And Cueto's going to start games. Against Cueto Roki against Roki Sasaki. I don't know. Give me the wonder kid by a million. I know, but it's Cueto who's a big leaguer. And this kid's 20. But this kid but he's is throwing 102 with like back-to-back perfect games and no hitters in the MPB. And like one of the best pitching prospects, Shohei was asked. He was like, he's probably the best pitcher in Japan right now. And then they asked, what about you? And he's like, eh, no. I'm But... It's like Shohei, then Roki Sasaki. Like, we're talking about Kodai Senga. Like, he said Roki's better. So, if you haven't gone down the the Twitter, YouTube rabbit hole of Roki Sasaki, what are you doing? <laughs> like, oh, go, go. It's it's Wembanyama type stuff. I was telling you about Wembanyama like a year and a half ago, right? I was just like, yeah. you got to get down this YouTube hole. And then all of a sudden you come out and it's like, this is a better prospect than LeBron. You go down the Roki Sasaki rabbit hole and you come out saying, this guy's Nolan Ryan. Talk about another YouTube rabbit hole. Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Correct. So the next question is Yamamoto against Roansi Contreras. I You go with the big leaguer. Like you go with Roansi, but this Yamamoto, this Yamamoto, this guy, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, one five four ERA over his past two seasons in the MPB, over four hundred Ks in three hundred eighty six innings, ninety one mile hour splitter, throws fuel, and multiple Cy Young Award winner. It's called the E.G. Sawamura Award in the yeah. NPB. This guy is a stud, and he's supposed to be the top pitching, you know, prospect coming over for the MPB next year. So Roki's in probably two, maybe three years. Yeah. Yamamoto is next year. Like you will see him in the World Baseball Classic and think we need him on my team right now. He is also so good. Like right now, he might be more polished than Roki Sasaki is. So he's got a one nine three ERA in his career in the MPB. He's been pitching since he was eighteen. Right. Right. So he is. We were just talking about this arm and I on the, on that top prospects in the WBC thing because we were talking about Yamamoto and we were talking about Sasaki. Um, the record for most lucrative contract ever handed to a player coming from the MPB is Masahiro Tanaka. Your Yankees, seven years, 155. Sasaki surpasses that. I think so. Yamamoto might surpass that too with where the market is. Or might be the same. Like, might be the yeah. same. Might be $150 million. Yeah. So that's an $150 million arm. Now you're you're Good paying point. a wild card. Um, Rowancy, I think Rowancy Contreras can have this insane breakout year. This dude has talent out the ass. I'm telling you, I yeah. think he's the one for Pittsburgh at the end of this year. He's insanely talented. Oh, crazy talented. Crazy breaker. Good, good fastball. Um, but you're right. Like if Yamamoto was in the major leagues right now, he'd compete maybe even better than Roancy. So I'm like, oh, I'll take the big leaguer. But that's lazy. Like Yamamoto, you watch his stuff like he's dominant. Yes. And he's got this crazy hitch. In his yeah. arm where he's so whippy too. I, he's, yeah. I went from Team Japan as the best pitching to hearing it and saying, and probably the DR, I'm back on Team Japan. I would take their four-man rotation. It is 
deadly. We haven't even talked about Munitaka Murakami, really. No. So Murakami is, um, I mean, awesome. <laughs> like, there, there's not much else to say about this guy. So, I mean, no, Munitaka... Hideki Matsui, Hideki Matsui was called Godzilla over there in the MPB. Hit 50 right. home runs in a season. Right. Crazy. One of the better power hitters in the MPB. That's why he got that crazy contract with the Yankees and then came over in his second season at 31 home runs. Munitaka Murakami at 22 years old hit 58. This is an MVP winner. Triple yeah. crown winner. Yeah. This guy is going to come over to Major League Baseball and I think be better than Seiya Suzuki, at least from the bat. Right away. Right, right away. away. Like, he's not the athlete that Seiya is because Seiya has a bazooka arm. He's fast, too. Murakami is a purebred hitter. Like, you put him in the box and he can hit anybody in the world. And he can hit anybody in the world out of the ballpark. He's going to hit some home runs. He is going to... He, I'm the most excited to watch him play of any player in the World Baseball Classic not named like a big leaguer. Like, obviously, I'm excited to watch Trout and J-Rod and those guys. But guys that aren't currently in Major League Baseball, I'm more excited to watch Murakami than I am Sasaki or Yamamoto or any other guy. Because he's yeah. going to be a Yankee. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Murakami is awesome. They, they've got a couple other guys. And like... Obviously, Otani is is going to be in that lineup. Lars Nupar is going to be in that lineup. Uh, Shugo Maki is a second baseman. He's going to be in that lineup. He's an incredible talent in the MPB. So, yeah, I mean, the the lineup is is great. The pitching is unbelievable. The wild card is the bullpen. I have no idea what Japan's bullpen looks like. It's going to be good, probably, but I have no idea. Um. I'm going to go Japan over the U.S. Hmm. because I think they start one of the pitchers that isn't Otani or Darvish or Otani starts and Sasaki finishes. You know what I mean? Like, I think Otani could go four and Sasaki goes five to finish or goes three and then they hand it over to the bullpen. I think that they are in it to win it a bit more than the U.S. may be. Does that make any sense? No, it does. No, it, it does make sense. And this is also a Japan team who's played together a ton, and they have the most success out of any team in the World Baseball Classic before. And I don't know if they've ever had a team as talented as this. Right. You don't have Shohei in your prime. You Darvish, Roki Sasaki, Munitaka Murakami, Yamamoto. They have three phenoms combined with the best player on planet Earth. Like it's, and they have big leaguers. Like they have Nupar. Like they, yeah. they have other guys across the field. And it's like the MPB, we say, well, how good is the MPB compared to the major leagues? It's the second best the league. Second in the world. best league in the world. It's better than AAA, I'd say. Yeah. Like it's it's not that far off. They use a little bit of a different ball. It's great. It is far off. It is far off, but like not like that far off. It's not like I mean, you said it yourself. If it's better than AAA, it's not that far off. But the difference between AAA and Major League Baseball is yes. drastic. Yeah, it is. It is drastic. As somebody that's watched like 89 mile an hour fastballs survive in AAA, I know that it's drastic. I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to go with Japan over the U.S. Um, again, because I, I think that this is their platform versus the U.S. All those guys are, well, I got to go back and pitch for the Brewers. I got to go back and play for the Phillies. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, I, I I totally get you. So that that lines up for a final for me of Dominican and Japan. I think because of the bullpen strength and because that lineup is the, the craziest thing I've ever seen, the Dominican beats Japan in the final. There you go. Dominican Republic for, for Jack. So for me, 
I have USA beating Japan already, right? Uh, yeah. And then I have Mexico versus Korea. Yes. Yeah, give me Mexico in a route. And then it's Team Mexico versus the United States of America. And what scenario did I pull out? Julio Arias, even in Florida, against the United States of America, with potentially 70% of the stadium rocking with Team Mexico fans. I'm going with Team Mexico to win it all. Team Mexico. Yep. Bro. There it is. I, Brother. I, I'm Brother, you're by, crazy. Like, they're plus 1,800, right? I'm looking at this from a value perspective, too. Um, like, yeah, it's easy. Like, the United States have a better roster than Team Mexico. And, like, yeah, a good baseball pundit that you'd hear on MLB Network or on any other, like, big-time radio show, yeah, they're going to pick the United States over Team Mexico. But newsflash, those pundits aren't always right. Dang. And neither am I. But I'm going with a little bit of a wild card here. I'm not going with the team that's plus 200 to win it. I'm going with the team that's plus 1,800. But I am an American. So I just hedged it perfectly. Genius idea by me. Team USA wins. You're an American. I'm ecstatic. You're thrilled. Team Mexico wins. My pick is right. Props to me. Bro, you're kidding <laughs> Wow. Good on you, man. <gasps> all right. Plug all your stuff. So many things happening at um, just baseball. Uh, but again, if you guys want to um, get in on my picks, uh, the texting service that is still in the episode description is still free until opening day. College baseball. Um, my player prop projections are on there. Uh, but just a litany of podcasts on the Just Baseball Network, including my new podcast with Tucker Davidson, World Series champion, left-handed pitcher for the Angels. Um, first episode is out. If you want to hear a player's perspective on the World Baseball Classic, you need more World Baseball Classic preview information, go check out that episode. Um, the call-up, again, more prospect stuff, World Baseball Classic content for prospects on the site. Um, the Your show with Taylor Davis. Yep. Show and go. Yep. Great podcast. Go check that one out too. Just fantasy show is kicking ass and taking names. A lot of people are using their cheat sheets in order to win their fantasy leagues. Um, get your just baseball merch. Jack and I are both rocking our hats. Best way to support this podcast. But again, if you don't want to spend a dime, we totally understand. If you could rate this podcast five stars on Apple and Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit us with a like, hit us with a comment and hit that subscribe button. Let us know who you think will win the world baseball classic and leave something nice. Or as a written review, you know, you like compliments, it makes us feel good. Yeah, but if you have something bad to say, you know the rule don't say it at all. It's me, exactly. we take it to heart. And with that, thank you, everybody. Thank you.